This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we do appreciate those of you who are watching at this time, especially those who may be watching for the very first time. And we appreciate those, of course, who watch every time Getting to Know Your Bible is on the air. Now, today on our telecast, we're going to talk about God, and we're going to talk about Him with this theme, Taking God Seriously. Taking God Seriously. I hope that you'll stay tuned as we discuss that subject. Now, today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course. We have thousands of people all over the world that are studying this Bible course along with us. We want you to be a part of that. We want you to have the Bible course, and I'll emphasize it is free. We do not charge you for anything that we offer on getting to know your Bible. This Bible course is free. CDs of the lessons are free. We want you to know more about the Bible. Now, in order that you might know a little bit more about the Bible course and know whether or not you would like to receive the course and how to receive the course, why don't we pause for just a moment? To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm going to read now from the book of Proverbs, the first chapter, and I'm going to start reading at verse 23. We'll be reading through verse 31. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called, and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have set it not all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamities. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as des desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel, they despise all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. One of the challenges of life is knowing when to take the circumstances in which we find ourselves with, with the earnestness and seriousness which they deserve. We might not take as a serious threat a dark cloud on a hot summer's afternoon, but what of the shroud of darkness that accompanies a hurricane? We might not take seriously the pain from a thorn of a rose, but what if the of the chest pain that arouses you in the middle of the night. And we might not consider an insect in our garden a serious thing, but what about the flaws of character in a person's life that eats away at their soul? Man has ever been prone 
to take lightly the things of God. That is, he's failed to take God seriously. That, that was the downfall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. God told them with reference to the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden. The day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. But they didn't take God seriously. And as a result, sin and death entered into the world. Failure to take God seriously was the downfall of Nadab and Abihu. In Leviticus, the 10th chapter, Nadab and Abihu, sons of Aaron, offered strange fire or unauthorized fire upon the altar. And as a result, God took their lives. Failure to take God seriously was Uzzah's mistake. God had said, don't touch the Ark of the Covenant. But Uzzah did. It cost him his life. The problems and woes of modern man are not the fault of the great God of heaven, but they are, for the most part, a direct result of, man, of man's failure to take God seriously. But why should we take God seriously? Can you give any plausible reason why anyone should take God seriously. Well, one of the reasons we should take God seriously is because of His divine attributes. He is an all-powerful God. He is a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, Ephesians 3.20. He is an all-knowing God. There isn't anything that God does not know about us. All things are naked and open before the eyes of Him with whom we have to do, Hebrews 4.13. He is an ever-present God, the God who is here, who is there, who is everywhere. Solomon said, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good, Proverbs 15.3. We ought to take a God like that seriously, a God who is powerful and knowing and present, who is omni present, that is ever present, who is omniscient, all-knowing, who is omnipotent, all-powerful. We ought to take God seriously because of all that He's done for us. He's done so much for us. Romans 2 and 4 says, the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Have you ever sat down and just thought about the goodness of God. His goodness is seen in His patience. Aren't you thankful for His patience? His long-suffering? 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And He is long-suffering to usward giving us opportunity to repent. Now, aren't you thankful that He is that kind of a God? His goodness is seen in the gift of His Son. Thanks be to God for His unspeakable gift, 2 Corinthians 9.15. Oh, that's an unspeakable gift. I can talk about some things that, that I might receive from people. I might receive a, a new tie. Maybe on my birthday, somebody gives me a new tie. And I say, what do you think about my new tie? Isn't it a beautiful tie? Well, I think I'm going to wear that tie on television one day. I can talk about it. 
That's a gift you can talk about. But it, words fail us to talk about the gift of God's Son. I know this, that without that gift we would be lost. John the third chapter says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, He's a good God, and His goodness is seen in the gift of His Son. But, but we need to take God seriously because one day we will face Him in the judgment. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 31 says, It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. As one elderly preacher once declared, it is also a fearful thing to think about falling out of the hands of the living God. One day we're going to fall into His hands at the judgment. And that's when, according to Romans 14 and 12, every one of us shall give an account of Himself to God. God will bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it's good, whether it's bad, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 10. We'd better take God seriously, hadn't we? We take Him seriously because of His divine attributes and because of what all He has done for mankind, His goodness. And we need to take God seriously because one day we're going to face Him in judgment. But someone says, well, Billy, don't you think people take God seriously? So how can we know that He's not taken seriously even today? Well, one of the reasons that we can know that God is not being taken seriously is because men seem to have become insensitive to sin. There was a time that most people, even people who were non-churchgoers, were sensitive about sin. But, but there seems to be a, a callousness today about sin. So much so that the word sin is not even used in some sermons today. We, we have become insensitive to it. The question is asked in Jeremiah the 6th chapter verse 15. Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? And the answer is written, no, they were not ashamed neither could they blush. Isn't it a sad state of affairs when people can no longer blush about sin? We can become so insensitive, hardened to it. Ephesians 4.19 talks about those who are past feeling. Past feeling. It doesn't bother them anymore to sin against God. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning in the first verse, the Bible says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, uh, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Seared with a hot iron. If you were to sear your hand with a hot iron, it would leave it tough and hard. And our conscience can become hardened and seared so that we're past feeling. 
I know men have not t are not taking God as seriously as they should because we have people that actually laugh at sin. It was Solomon in Proverbs 14 who said, Fools make a mock at sin. That is, they laugh at sin. And you need to remember, and I need to remember, that it was sin that put our Savior on the cross. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says, He made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin. In other words, everything that Jesus endured on that cross, the scourging, the crown of thorns, the nails in His flesh, the taunting, being spat upon, being slapped, being ridiculed, all of that's something that you and I deserved. But He suffered on that cross for me and you. And it was our sin that put Him on that cross. Sometimes people said, who, who crucified Jesus? Who crucified Jesus? And then people want to start pointing fingers about who they think crucified Jesus. All we need to do is go and look into a mirror and look at ourselves. And you can say, I helped put Him there. It was my sin that helped put Him upon that cross. Yes, I know that God is not taken nearly as seriously today as He ought to be because men have become insensitive to sin. And another thing that points this out is that prayer and the reading of the Bible have become a thing of the past. Now those two things really go hand in hand. We are to pray without ceasing. According to 1 Thessalonians 5.17 I believe that every day at some point during the day we need to spend some time in prayer to God. At mealtime, we need to pray and thank God for the blessings that we have. And then we are to study the Word. We ought to do it on a daily basis like the people of whom we read in Acts 17 and 11, that they were searching the Scriptures daily to see if they were being taught the truth of God. But people are not as serious today that is, in some places, in some people, not all people, of course, about prayer and the reading of the Bible. That there was a time when people read the Bible. That there was a time when the Bible could be read even in the schools. But, but that is not the case anymore. I remember when I was in high school that uh, it was the practice every morning to have someone read Scripture over the PA system and to have a prayer. And I remember one time that they, the principal came and asked me if I would do that. I think that might have been my first public speaking, my first time that I did something in a public way when I read the Bible and I had prayer over the intercom system. And I remember reading out of the book of Proverbs that week. But you see, all of that's becoming a thing of the past. Do we ever read the Bible? Do we pray? Well, how do we know God isn't being taken seriously? Well, because there are some people who today who are, are weak and they're sickly. 
that they're spiritually malnourished because of a failure to feed on the Word of God and to talk to Him. First Peter 2 and 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. Matthew 5 and 6 says, Blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. There were people in the church at Corinth that were weak and sickly. 1 Corinthians 11 and 30. There were those in the church at Rome that were weak in the faith, Romans 14 and 1. And they were spiritually malnourished. We need to be taking God seriously today. We need to be reading the Bible. We need to be praying to God. We need to be taking God seriously in our homes. If we don't take God seriously in our homes, we're headed for trouble. Believe me, you're headed for trouble. It was Joshua who said, As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Are you able to say that about your home, about your family? I'm speaking no doubt some husband right now, some father. Will, will you stand before your family and say, as for me and my house, we're going to start serving the Lord in this house. Let me tell you what the psalmist wrote in Psalms 127 in verse 1. Except the Lord keep the house, the watchman wake waketh but in vain. Unless the Lord is in your home, you're going down a road that's nothing but a dead end. More and more church families are having problems. Why? Why are we having problems? Oh, we can blame the age that we live in and we, we can blame culture, we can blame society, we can blame the government, we can blame the church. But the fact remains that we're having problems in our homes today because God, God has been excluded from the home. He's been driven out of the home as an unwelcome guest. And until we take God with the soberness and the seriousness with which, which He deserves, we're going to continue to have those kind of problems in the home. Oh, He's not taken as seriously today as He ought to be. Well, somebody says, well, Billy, what does it really mean now to take God seriously? What does that really mean? Well, first of all, it means that, that we obey Him regardless of how we feel. We obey Him regardless of what we feel. 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, To obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Somebody says, well, I just don't feel. Well, it doesn't make any difference how we feel. We're to take Him seriously. 1 Peter 1.22 says that we purify our souls when we obey, when we obey the truth. We take Him seriously. And when we take God seriously, it means that His wishes and His desires 
come before mine. Now, we all have wishes and desires. I know we do. But we, you see, when I take God seriously, it means that His wishes and His desires come before my wishes and desires. Oh, somebody says, well, now here's the way I see it. This is what I think. This is how I feel about it. Well, there's a way that seems right to a man. It seems right to a man. But the end thereof is the way of death, Proverbs 14, 12. And Jeremiah reminds us in the 10th chapter of Jeremiah, the 23rd verse, that it's not in man that walketh to direct his steps. It's not in man that walks to direct his steps. We can't direct ourselves. We need God. And that's the reason we need to heed the advice that Moses gave to the children of Israel in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 6 and 5. And he, they were to teach this to their children. What? To love God. To love God. With all of your heart, with all your soul, with all of your mind. So what is meant by taking God seriously, we obey Him regardless of how we feel. It means that His wishes and His desires come before my wishes and my desires. And it means that nothing, absolutely nothing, not even death itself, can keep me from serving Him in faithfulness. He said, be faithful. Well, how long? Unto death. And you put that in the context and you go back and read the second chapter of Revelation and you will learn that they were going, that some of those early Christians gave their lives because they were faithful to Christ even though they had to die. And so when I take God seriously, it means that not even death can keep me from serving Him in faithfulness. Paul was in prison knowing that it was not going to be long until his he would lose his life. Some think that he, he was beheaded by the Roman government. We do not have any biblical record of that. But I know that Paul lost his life because he took God seriously. And he said, I'm ready to be offered. That really, that it was suggestive of the drink offering. That, that was poured out upon the altar in the Old Testament. And Paul's life was ready to be poured out, as it were, a, a, on the altar of sacrifice. For God Almighty, He took him seriously. So that led him to say in verse 8, as he wrote to Timothy, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. You see, when you take God seriously, there's a crown of righteousness at the other end. What's meant by taking God seriously? Well, that means that we understand that heaven is worth more than earth. And it is, isn't it? If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. That just simply means that when we take God seriously, this world needs really nothing to us. We're, we understand that we're just travelers, we're pilgrims, we are, we're on a journey through this world. And one day that journey will end when we get to heaven at last. 
Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8 and verse 18, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are, are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. You see, heaven would be worth it all. Heaven will be worth taking God seriously. H have you been taking Him seriously? Well, I wonder why people do not take Him seriously now. Well, first of all, too much time has already been given to the opposition. And the time to make your choice about taking Him seriously is now. In 1 Kings 18, 21, the prophet called on the people of God to make the choice the good choice to be made now, how long halt you between two opinions? You know, many have said that they would obey the Lord at 11 o'clock, but they died at 10.30. We just didn't take God seriously. I've had people say, Brother Lambert, I, I've been thinking about becoming a Christian. Brother Lambert, I've been thinking about coming back to the church. I've been thinking about being restored to the body of Christ. But I've had some of them wait until it was too late. That's what, why Solomon said, Boast not thyself of tomorrow. For a man doth not know what a day may bring forth. Please do it now. Take God seriously now. Would you not become a Christian by believing on Jesus with all of your heart? John 8, 24. Repenting of all of your sins, Luke 13, 3. Confessing your faith in Jesus, Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. And submit to baptism into Christ, Romans 6, 3 and 4. Which is for the remission of sins, Acts 2, 38. That your sins be washed away in Jesus' blood, Acts 22, 16. That you be added to the body, that is to the church, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. Would you do that? Please take him seriously. And in like I'm speaking to some member of the Church of Christ who at one time was faithful, may I plead with you, take him seriously and come back home to him now. I want to thank you for watching today and may I give you a very personal invitation to attend the services of the Church of Christ in your community. You'll find people are trying to take God seriously. They're trying to serve Him to the best of their ability. And also, before we close today, let me urge you to pick up the telephone right now. Operators are standing by. Call the number on the screen and ask for the free Bible correspondence course. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. We don't want your money. We're not asking for money. Call now. And I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, 
Summerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles. <laughs>